Another day, another freak out from Gators Twitter about recruiting. We'll talk about how Corey Raymond can maybe change some of that Emory Jones as a possible transfer portal player. And we'll talk some more about Gators men's basketball only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Happy Friday and happy birthday to me, by the way. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Getting right into it. Um, my Lord, the amount of baby wow-wows that are on social media about the Gators recruiting classes and decommits. Sheesh. Um, but fret not, because Corey Raymond is here, and Corey Raymond is a fun hire because I've said it before LSU is a school that I especially hate because I have so many friends and colleagues and coworkers, whatever so many people that I know and like that are LSU fans so they're one of the schools I hate because one when they beat Florida they took a whole lot of trash and two when Florida beats LSU I took a whole lot of trash so it's especially fun for me um Corey Raymond was a very fun hire because Brian Kelly came in and oh my, all of the, oh, I, I hear we're keeping the defensive staff. I hear it's very likely that we keep Corey Raymond. Thank goodness we're going to keep Corey Raymond. I am so happy to keep Corey Raymond. And it what happened. And now Corey Raymond is coming to the Florida Gators. He knows where it's great to be. Like he's here. He knows what's up. He's a phenomenal recruiter and a secondary coach. He is coming to Florida to be the assistant head coach of the defense, and he is going to be cornerbacks coach. He's, it's going to be fantastic. He's, this, this is seriously huge because he has, like, and people that talk about recruiting, uh, Corey Raymond has found success recruiting in Florida while coaching a team in Louisiana. Do you think he's not going to find success recruiting in the state of Florida while coaching a team in the state of Florida? Corey Raymond is going to make a killing over here. I can't wait to see the numbers for that the staff is going to make. But yeah, he, he's going to be huge recruiting in the South in general, not Florida. He's done a fantastic job recruiting in so many places. He's a great recruiter in South Florida, which is going to be big for, for the University of Florida to take over South Florida. Again, especially with... Don't get me started with the other uh, them schools down there, but uh, I'm just saying that. But um, yeah, with, with everything that's going on in just college football in general, Florida seems like one of the more stable spots right now. I've said that multiple times. I think as a recruiter, Corey Raymond is in a clean house. He's going to do a fantastic job, especially for a place that, you know, we've, we've brought in very good cornerback recruits before. But now we're going to bring them in at a higher frequency. We're going to bring in better ones than we've already brought in, which, hey, I've got no complaints about this secondary right now. I'm, I'm a very big fan of this secondary. And 
I love it because, like I said, Corey Raymond, he's a fantastic recruiter. He's also a very good secondaries coach in general. He's focusing on the corners in Florida because, of course, Patrick Tony is a safeties coach. But Corey Raymond, I, I think that he'll be working with the corners and safeties. He's a corners coach, but, of course, Patrick Tony being the defensive coordinator means that he's going to have to focus on other areas as well. So Corey Raymond will likely take safeties under his wings at some point. Obviously, maybe not in title, but responsibility-wise, he's going to work with safeties. So, I mean... I, I think it's fantastic. We have a young secondary already in Avery Helm, Jason Marshall, Trevez Johnson, um, Kamar Wilcox, and Ethan Pouncey, and so many more. And they're all going to get the benefit of Corey Raymond as their cornerbacks coach, and or he's going to be coaching them. I know Rashad Torrance II second is a full blown safety. He's not one that really moves around into the nickel or anything. But Corey Raymond is going to work with him at some point. It's it's. It's going to be fantastic. I just like, I, I realize that it sounds like I'm just like, ah, oh, like I'm so happy. I am so happy because even after this, I had so many uh, LSU fans text me and DM me. And they were just like, again, the ones that I know, not, not just like random LSU fans, but the ones that I know were just like, hey, man, like Corey Raymond's sick. Like he, he's such a good recruiter. He's such a good developer. And it's really making me think. You know, we ha we've had a few debates about this before, but um, DBU, Florida, we back? Because, like, face it, we haven't proven it that we'd been DBU for a while. But with Corey Raymond joining and already how good we've been at corner without having stellar development, I'm just saying uh, it, it could be time that Florida is once again DBU of college football. Corey Raymond joining is a huge get. It's, it, it's arguably the best hire that we've had at since Billy Napier took over, which again, there's been like four hires, but that doesn't change what I'm saying. That, that, that doesn't change my point here. That this is the best hire. It's a fantastic hire. It's a big win. Haters fans, get excited because Corey Raymond is going to make this team great again he's gonna, or he's gonna help make him great again let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game the grand stage the super bowl super bowl 56 at sofi stadium is less than 100 days away there's exactly 21 days left in 2021 which is just <clears throat> And I'm just saying, On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It is also the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences, including, I don't know, maybe an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends like Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and many more, plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, I, I realize I'm like this. I don't play golf. I don't know. I, I don't know how it's supposed to look. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? 
poor visibility because you're trying to rely on spreadsheets and outdated finance software, stop being a boomer unless you're from Oklahoma, in which case you're probably not listening to this. So stop being a boomer. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, so three weeks, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head over to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash NCAA. You don't want to be a boomer. It's, it's a young person's world now. I'm just saying. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now we're going to talk about something that I don't totally want to talk about, but like it's something that we probably should visit at some point. Uh, Emory Jones possibly going to the transfer portal, and <sighs> I don't want it to happen. I'll say that very clearly. I, I don't want it to happen. Um, we just saw Jacob Copeland hit the portal. At the time of recording this, this just happened a few hours ago. Jacob Copeland in the transfer portal. Um, and I'm not I'm not stoked about that. I was a big Cope fan. I still am a Cope fan, but uh that it sucks. It is what it is, but it was it wasn't totally shocked. It was something that, you know, the other day if you were in the Twitter spaces, you can kind of tell what was gonna happen, or you can kind of sense it was gonna happen, or like him just publicly expressing that he's unhappy with targets and all that stuff. So it, it wasn't a big shock. But Emory Jones is the topic of discussion, and obviously this was a planned subject before. Uh, Jacob Copeland hit the portal because I I teased it before Jacob Copeland hit the portal, but I'm bringing this one up because I keep getting asked about it and I am sick of being asked about it. So here is my take on it. And when people ask me from now on, I'll say, well, hey, check out this episode of Lockdown Gators. Um, but if Emory Jones hits the portal, it won't be until after the bowl game. Like Jacob Copeland has announced he's going to the transfer portal, but he also said his last game as a Gator is coming up. So He's playing in the bowl game. We get that. Emory Jones could do the same thing. He could announce that he's going to hit the portal after the bowl game, but I don't think it even happens then. Um, again, Anthony Richardson's not playing. Anthony Richardson is not playing. So it gives Emory Jones a chance to start, and it gives him one last chance to get good film out before either A, hitting the portal, or B, maybe you know billy napier sees him and he's like hey I, I want you to see this like if he decides to stay he can get one more game of good tape on to show billy napier but i don't think he hits the portal um and it's it's not like i have like an inside track or anything like that i, I just emory to me doesn't seem like the kind of kid that's gonna hit the portal like you know he he went through it this year he had bad games like he had some very bad games. He had the fans being despicable with him, just 90,000 booing him. It, it, it's just at the Alabama game where he played a good, he played a damn good game against a damn good defense, and people were booing him. 90,000 fans were booing him. Obviously, not the whole 90,000, but a lot of the fans were booing him and like, 
you know, his mom has said like she wasn't going to show up the games because of the disrespect that he was receiving. It's, it's just, it's, it's like one, it's disgusting. Like you should be ashamed of yourself if you're one of the people booing, but also like, I, I don't think he goes in the portal because he doesn't seem like the type that's just going to just, that's just going to really roll over. Like I, I fully expect that. I, I doubt Anthony Richardson has been named the starting quarterback behind closed, behind closed doors for next year. I doubt it. So I don't think Emory Jones is going to turn away from competition. He didn't turn away from competition this year. Granted, he won, whether or not you think he should have won the competition early on, he did. And he, I don't think, I don't think he turns away this year. I don't, I don't think he's going to run from it. Emory doesn't seem like that kind of guy that's going to run from that competition. So I don't think he enters a transfer portal, despite so many people being like, it's AR's team. It's AR's team. And I, I agree. I think it will be AR's team after a quarterback competition. I, I don't think Emery turns it down. I don't think Emery runs away. I don't think he shies away. I think he's going to show up to the training camp and he's going to show up to spring practices and all that. And he's in, and he's going to compete. I think he's going to do that. Uh, also, don't get it twisted because I know a lot of fans uh, – <laughs> I know a lot of fans hate him or don't trust him, but he would have suitors if he hit the transfer portal. Like he would be a highly sought after quarterback if he hit the transfer portal because he's got a high ceiling. And when you're a football coach, you're not like, I can't make that kid great. No, every football coach, when they see a quarterback with a high ceiling, they're like, Ooh, I, I can, I can get him there. And so he's going to have a lot of suitors. If he does hit the transfer portal, he would have a lot of suitors. I'll say he wasn't great for us. That's true. But he's better than the options on a lot of power five college football teams right now. So he would be very well sought after. But again, Emory, it, you know, everything that we've seen about this kid, everything that we've seen about Emory Jones points to the fact that he's not a quitter. He's not. And I'm not saying if you hit the transfer portal, you're, you're a quitter. I very much support the transfer portal. But he's not a quitter. He's not going to back down. He's not going to back away. He's not going to run from competition. So I fully expect Emory Jones to stay on this team. And I fully expect him to, at the very least, enter a quarterback competition with Anthony Richardson for next year. I don't expect him to win it, but anything could happen, right? So I'm not going to rule anything out. But Emory Jones to the transfer portal is something I don't think will happen, at least not right now. If it If he doesn't win the quarterback battle, and he knows he's not going to be the quarterback next year. Maybe in the summer he tries joining like late, but I doubt that. So I think he'll be a Gator for next season and then grad transfer at that point. So I, I, I think Emory is going to remain a Florida Gator this year at least. Uh, at the very worst, he'll, he'll enter the transfer portal after the bowl game. I don't think he would announce it before the bowl game either. But I, Emory doesn't seem like the type to fold. He don't fold. Simple as that. He ain't going to fold. Have y'all tried Bill Bar Puffs? Because I, I ate some today, and I was mm, scrum diddly yumptious. I'm just saying. Bill Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. Bill Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy a Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at Built Bar or, or Built, whichever one you want. I always put Built Bar because I don't know. I don't like things to be 
easier than they should, I guess. <laughs> but either builtorbuildbar.com. Don't forget to check out the Built Bar Puffs, Ruby Chocolate, Lemon Cheesecake. They're two, the two best ones, I promise you. Or at least, maybe I don't promise you, but in my opinion, they're the two best Built Bar Puffs out there. So go ahead, give them a shout with promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Now we're going to talk about men's basketball because, of course, on Wednesday, they beat North Florida 85 to 55. And look at that. Beating a team that they should have beaten. If only they could have done that crap on Monday, too. Am I right? And I'll tell you, on Wednesday night, Colin Castleton. That boy came to play 26 points on 9 for 17 shooting and 8 rebounds. I, I get the rebounds isn't like, oh my god, amazing. But hey, hey, 26 points on over 50% shooting, that works for me. It's not an amazing night by any stretch. Like it, It's not a world-eating night, but hey, it was a nice bounce back following the ugly loss on Monday to Texas Southern, where frankly, Colin Castleton really didn't show up as a as the alpha dog that we need him to be on this team. So I, I'm glad that Colin Kesselton had a big scoring night and a solid rebounding night after following his Monday night performance because his Monday night performance is bad. And, I mean, Myron Jones shot 5 for 9, had 14 points. The Gators, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go too too much into the North Florida game. I got more to talk about, so I'm not going too much into it. But the Gators take on 5-4 and four Maryland this Sunday at you know, about 4.30 p.m. Eastern time in the Barclays Center, I say, about because there are four games that day in the Barclays Center. Um, so it, it, it's just uh, hopefully the other game will be done before. I think the game before that is Purdue and North Carolina State. Um so hopefully that game will be done in time for them to get the game ready, for them to get the Gators game ready. But yeah, uh, it's a game that Florida should win, given that Maryland is all right. They're, they're not bad, but they're all right. And Florida, I think, is still a very good basketball team. Uh, but they are very streaky. Uh, they probably won't be in the top 25 much longer. But at the same time, I think they're a team that will be back in the top 25 sooner rather than later, maybe spend a week or two out of it and then hopefully bounce back in. I, I don't know how much the game from against Texas Southern is going to hurt them. That's genuine. I don't know if it's going to kill them or if the polls are just going to like, if they're going to be smart enough to be like, Hey, look, that was an off night. Uh, so I, I don't know, but my biggest concern here is that Maryland is a team that they're, they're pretty good rebounding the basketball and Florida for lack of better term, at times, has been kind of soft rebounding, and that's not acceptable. I don't, I don't know what happened because they started the year just intensity, 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 and they've kind of died down on that a little bit, and I hate that, and I want, I want to see them bring it back up. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it, – it's a team where it, it's going to be rough. Uh, not not this game, this season. It's going to be rough. That's what I'm thinking. I'm realizing that in my head. Like it, This season is going to be pretty rough. Like They've got to clean things up. I know I said it, uh, I think I said it yesterday, actually, that you can't shoot, or no, I said it, I think on the Wednesday episode, sorry, uh, where you can't shoot as poorly as they've shot and expect to win games. 
That's not something you could do. Even against North Florida, they shot well from inside the arc, but from three, they shot like 20%. That's not, I mean, it's not, it's not as bad as they've been at times, but it's definitely not good. Like you, you need to fix it. Cause like going into this, we said during the very beginning of the season, maybe even before the season, I was talking about it here where I said, this is going to be a streaky team. I think it was after the first game. I was like, this is going to be a streaky team. Like they're going to be very streaky shooting specifically. I didn't think the defense would be as streaky as it is. I didn't think the rebounding would be as streaky as it is. This is just a streaky team in general. And you got to just like go with the ebbs and flows at that point. But I mean, please turn it around because we knew this would be a streaky team. That's not nothing new, but, and I mean, they answered their two game losing streak. Of course they lost to Oklahoma 67, uh, 67, 74, and then they lost to Texas uh, Southern 69-54. Uh, and, it, I mean, they answered it with a win, 85-55 over North Florida. So they answered it with a big win. I'd like to see if they could start a winning streak here on Sunday. But at the same time, we should also know that this Sunday against Maryland is going to be their third game in seven days. And that, that doesn't sound like a ton, I guess. But, like, the North Florida game was their third game, was their second game in two days. This is going to be the third game in seven days. But luckily after that, they don't have a game at all Monday through Friday next week. They play Sunday against Maryland, and then they're off until next Saturday. And they play South Florida, I believe, uh, in Gainesville. So nice little rest there where they don't have to travel or anything. Like Sunday, they'll probably fly home Sunday night and, and be good to go. So hopefully this team can get things back in check. I want to see them clean it up. I want to see them get better. And again, I'm going to be at the game on Sunday. So please, please don't suck when I get to see you there in person. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out Monday where we'll talk about the latest in Florida Gators football. We'll talk about the basketball game. And who knows what else will happen this weekend. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from handicapping expert Lee Sterling. For Locked On Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. And if you want to see my written work, whole9sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. And I will see you all Monday.